Jill Bloom, publishers of Walls and Ceilings, and thank you for joining us. Today, I'm joined by one of your hosts, Associate Editor Hannah Belloli, as we interview some industry influencers on this episode, If If Walls Could Talk. Hannah and I are honored to be talking today with Ty Crane, President of FL Crane and Sons, and Travis Vapp, CEO of South Valley Drywall. These influencers are in different parts of the country. Ty's in Mississippi and Travis is in Colorado. So we're all talking with them today to see where businesses are at now that things with COVID seem to be calming down. So keep listening what those walls would say if, if walls could talk. So Hannah, I'll turn it over to you. All right. Well, thank you, Jill, for introducing our incredible guests today. We are very excited to get to that chance to talk with you both, Travis and Ty. Um, so as Jill said, it seems that things are finally winding down with COVID. There seems to be a little bit of a sense of relief. So have you both been able to take that sigh of relief with your businesses? Where are your businesses at? And we can start with you, Travis. Yeah, we have. With COVID early on, you know, during that time, it was a really crazy time where we didn't know what was happening at a fast rate. Clients shutting down job sites, a lot of fear, different stuff. Um, I think the support of the PPP program for people that qualified really gave the backstop and the confidence in the marketplace that we could settle down and not make drastic decisions and handle what's coming at us. At this point, what we see, at least in our market, is there's about 20% less construction work in this market than there was a year ago today. We see that increasing next year and then the year after kind of normalizing. But in terms of um, the overall market, just the stability of everything calming down, people having confidence that we can all get through this um, has provided a lot of hope at the end. And we're seeing success again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we, um, all the craziness uh, that's going on over the past year, finally settling down, everyone's uh, really enjoying getting somewhat a sense of normalcy back. Uh, we see that more so in some of our markets than others. Uh, we're, we're kind of spread from Texas to Florida and into Tennessee. So some markets are opening up a little bit better than others. Some are wide open. Florida, Texas, they are uh, booming. I haven't seemed to um, feel the same, uh, the same hit as the rest of our markets, but uh, Mississippi, Tennessee, we're seeing a lot of stuff get pushed back. Materials have escalated uh, tremendously. So we're seeing some owners hold on to their money a little longer, but we're finally seeing some open up in certain areas and it's, it's pulling us through. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you definitely have some insight for us, Ty, since you've got places, uh, locations in different parts of the country. But talk to me about last week in the tornadoes that hit some of those sections of the country. Did, was it as bad as you thought or were you guys able to stay safe and healthy? Fortunately, it was not as bad as they predicted. Uh, the Weather Channel uh, claimed that it was gonna be one for the books. They, they said uh, it was kind of off the charts that the information that they were getting and uh, multiple tornadoes. We had 11 branches that were in the danger zone uh, so 11 different offices that could have uh, sustained tremendous damage, according to the news. And luckily, none of our areas got hit. So the tornadoes, uh, God was watching out for us. No, no tornadoes hit the ground. Mm -hmm. 
Well, that's great to hear that everyone, that the weathermen were wrong this time. That's always good. It's always yeah. good, the tornadoes. <laughs> oh yeah, I know. I'm, I all, and it's obviously not as bad, but I like when the weathermen are wrong, especially living in Michigan. They predict mm -hmm. inches of snow here, 12 inches of snow there, and it's usually not as bad as they say. So we're grateful for that, especially when it has to do with tornadoes. <laughs> Um, so we'll jump right into talking about uh, your guys' businesses. So Travis, uh, why don't you tell us, how's your third and your fourth quarter looking of 2021? Third and fourth quarter are looking a lot stronger than the first half of this year. Probably the biggest unknown at this point is with the massive material escalation across all products in construction. Um, our fear right now is more so projects continually to be pushed off where owners or decision makers may decide oh, we want to see if prices come up, come back and they hold off awarding work. So right now we've seen such a shift of project, projects pushing from first quarter into third quarter, second into fourth. But we're going to have to watch that one pretty closely because at this point, um, we don't see prices on materials coming back to where they were in 2019 or, or prior. So we feel it's in our client's best interest to buy out projects as fast as possible so we can secure them material and build for them. But unfortunately, sometimes that doesn't happen with the decision makers holding the purse strings. So uh, initially, in, in I guess six months ago, when we were in the midst of COVID, we were expecting the third and fourth quarter of 21 to be kind of the down, the downtime for us. Uh, I think the materials being escalated as high as they've gotten kind of made right now a slower period of time for us. And we've got high hopes that the, the last two quarters of this year will pick up. We're mm -hmm. hearing that there, there could be some materials decreasing, steel um, being a, a large factor. If the materials start falling a little bit, normalizing somewhat, and uh, the owners can pallet what, what the cost is, then I've got high hopes, a lot higher than initially for the last two quarters this year. Mm -hmm. So to follow up from that, Travis, we'll start with you. How does that start? How does that affect your contracts? How far out are you bidding projects? Do you have to? Uh, are you finding that you need to include like a price acceleration clause? Is that something you've already done in the past? How is that working for you guys? So that's a great question, Jill. Um, in the past, we have typically asked our supply chain to give us escalators so that way we can be protected, work with manufacturers. This time, it's, it's a little different because of how fast it's come on. So normally, in a market without a lot of work, you see prices decreasing because of competition. Well, with a massive price increase, we're projecting our bid price to go up 9 to 12.5% versus where it was in November. Um, which creates a lot of volatility. You know, I guess we're just really unsure about that, Jill, just because there's so many things that are happening and it's, it's kind of like a little bit of inflationary things happening versus on the monetary, we're seeing it on commodities um, and all the ancillary items that maybe we weren't seeing that in past, coming out of past recessions. Yeah, interesting times. How about you, Ty? How's it working at your company? Uh, very similar to what Travis explained. It, typically, our, our suppliers are happy to hold pricing. Uh, now we've got guys dropping out left and right. That um, just you know, I can give you five days, and that's it. Uh, 
constant increases in material pricing, supply chain issues, um, some projects where we've got specific board, for instance, spec'd, we can't get that brand and, and we're having to wait until somebody makes a decision to let us use a different brand board. Uh, it's, it's a scary thing right now. And I don't know when, when that issue is going to uh, clear itself up. Yeah. And, and it has been a little over a year now since COVID has started. So on the same vein, is there anything that during COVID, the two of you had to change about your businesses that you realized maybe you should have changed a lot sooner? I know there's an influx of the implementation of technology in the construction industry. Were you too heavy on that already? Or did you just implement it more and more with COVID? And we can start with you, uh, Ty, this time. Um, yeah, so we're pretty heavy tech users. Um, being a younger uh, leadership group, we, mm -hmm. we've pushed a lot of this stuff. Something we've really focused on, I think it'd be hard to argue that the past four or five years have been really good for our side of construction. And with that, a lot of the time you get relaxed with policies and procedures. And so we've taken on a, a proactive approach of, for the past five years, we've really not cut a lot of slack on policies and procedures, but we're also going through an operational survey right now across the company just to make sure we haven't missed anything, nothing's fell through the cracks, anything we need to shore up, we can do before we, if there is to be a big downturn in our market, let's fix it now before it gets here. So we're highly focused on that right now, more so than a specific technology or, or new way of doing stuff, just the tried and true methods that we know work. We wanna be polished on those so that uh, we can withstand whatever comes at us. Yeah, Hannah, we're, we're seeing um, a lot of good coming out of COVID. Um, fortunately, we've had the technology for over a decade to have a remote workforce. So the transition in COVID from an office environment to remote work was, was seamless just because we've been there. Probably the biggest thing that we've seen is more a formalization of what our expectations are and making sure that we communicate more with our people, make sure that we're able to answer questions a lot more talk more about what our future plans are with our people and just give a lot of comfort from that standpoint. Um, the other thing is, is really making sure we go back to the basics. Um, success in our business isn't really complicated. It's, um, you know, typically the most successful, have a plan, execute a plan, keep it really simple. Don't overcomplicate this industry. When all of us get in trouble is we probably start thinking we're a little smarter than we are or we have to chase something that maybe we shouldn't. And we really just focus on three things. Number one, clients. Number two, our people. And number three, our bottom line. And if we keep it that simple, we can typically survive anything. Well, we like that a lot about keeping it simple. We always know mm -hmm. when you come back to the basics, it's always a good thing. Mm -hmm. So I'd like to ask you guys about really your travel plans. Um, how are you planning? Are you planning any upcoming travel for whether it's to to trade shows for industry events? Um, and how are you, are you asking any of your employees to get vaccinated? How is that working? Uh, Travis, let's start with you. When it comes to travel, we really just focus on what people are comfortable and everybody has to make their own decision, what they're comfortable and whatnot. And we as a company cannot tell them how they feel and we just mm -hmm. need to work around those. From a travel side, we are comfortable with our people traveling if that's what they're comfortable with. Uh, mm -hmm. So we go, going to trade shows, different stuff. Um, we're 
we're fine with that. In terms of vaccine, that is a personal choice. We fully mm -hmm. support it. However, we're not going to have a company policy on that. We'll encourage it, but at the same time, we're not here to tell people how to choose how they want to live. And mm -hmm. Ty? Uh, almost word for word what Travis said. We, we are starting to open up some travel, uh, getting back on the road, seeing some customers that have opened their doors. We've got uh, AWCI convention coming up, the ABC convention coming up, Stoke Panel Affiliate Convention are uh, meeting. And so several events that I plan on being at, uh, we've got a good representation that will be at all those events and uh, not restricting anyone from traveling, but we aren't forcing travel either. Mm -hmm. And uh, we've opened up the vaccine for anybody that uh, is you know, wanting to go get vaccinated. Um, we've kind of opened that door and helped them uh, get get into the doctors, but not forcing that. Well, one more thing I, when it comes to Intex, um, and Travis, let's start with you. What typically is are the things that you look to get out of out of that event, and how and do you usually have a big group of people from your company that goes and attends, and is that just going to be a smaller group you think this year? You know, we're, it'll probably be a little bit smaller this year, mainly just because of everybody has their own comfort level. Um, you know, we've always been a huge supporter of AWCI and Intex and believe that number one, just benchmarking off of other companies and talking to your peers is number one critical. Two, networking, making sure we know the manufacturers, who to call when things are. Three, learning new technologies um, from the trade show floor. And then also the education events that they have. So we strongly encourage it and we'll support anybody in our organization that wants to go. However, um, I anticipate it'll probably be a little less attended from our side, just because everybody, you know, is in their own place right now from COVID and coming out of it. Yeah, I get it. Ty? I, I would say that I would expect fewer than normal to go, but this year our branch manager, branch president out of Jackson, Mississippi is the president uh, at ABC, I mean, AWCI. So um, we'll have a pretty big group there. We're excited about it. Yeah, I know Jill and I are both itching to travel to get to these trade shows. I was supposed to go uh, last year at the beginning of March for last year's Intex, and I was there for about a month at my job and then everything shut down. Jill promised me Vegas. She promised me the finer things. I'd get to go and check it out and then nothing happened. So I know I personally am ready to get out there and see what all the hoopla is about. So it'll be exciting, definitely. Uh, so what are your backlogs looking like right now? Is there a correction happening this year from last year? And we can start with you, Ty. Uh, a month ago, our backlog was down on 10% 10, 10 or so from uh, the previous year. And we've landed a few, fortunately landed a few larger projects here in the last couple of weeks that kind of pushed us back up to where we were post COVID. Um, but I, I was getting worried, things, uh, things were slowing up. People were just being much slower to award the projects. And we were wondering if that's uh, a trend or if, uh, if we had just missed the jobs. And so when those you landed, it kind of gave us a level of comfort going forward. Mm -hmm. Travis? So we kind of took our hit in backlogs last year during COVID, and it was a little abnormal on that side, because normally commercial construction trails residential by about 12 to 14 months, and just so happened that 
all of our jobs were ending in March on a commercial side and then starting up in April and everything was either canceled or pushed off. So we, we took about a 25% hit last year, um, which probably forced us to lean up a lot quicker than normally we would. Um, at this time, anytime we hear clients saying that a job's pushing off, we just assume it's canceled. So that way we can start making other plans. And I think that's really helped us coming out of um, 2020. And we are seeing our overall revenue numbers every month um, increasing in 2021. But again, it's a little abnormal with our situation just because we were hit a little, a little hard in 2020. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, has, um, for both you guys, ha- have you had to change your business model significantly in any way? And if so, like, what really did you have to change? Ty, let's start with you. We, we have had to expand our geographic areas that certain branches are chasing. We've got some, some branches in smaller towns, Fulton, the town I'm from, super small. Uh, we're, we just were awarded a job in Pensacola, Florida. So we, we have to allocate manpower down there for um, just where the work is. We, had to, we have to chase it. Um, good opportunities. We're not, we're not going after changing our business model to uh, bid jobs that were a no-go previously. We're still only chasing good opportunities, but we are having to expand our ge- ge- geography. Got it. Travis? You know, probably, you know, I mentioned it before, going really back to the basics. And what I'd say is during COVID, our connections with our clients have probably strengthened. And a lot of it's probably more due to these Zoom type calls where we're talking to them, we're seeing them in their homes. But we're also putting a ton of focus on making sure we get out there. We see our clients. We show a lot of interest. We're hustling more than we probably have ever hustled in the last decade since the last downturn. Um, and that focus on our client clients and their problems and trying to solve their issues are really paying off. Um, the other thing that we're doing is we're really investing in our infrastructure right now. Um, the last decade um, since the Great Recession, construction has had a really nice uptick. And typically in those times, we look at that as a time to harvest, not a time to grow. And then we look at when things get bad is when we invest back in our business. So we're looking on all fronts, we're investing in buildings, adding additional people, shoring up our processes, and our personnel so that way we can get ready for the next run. So it's a little different look than maybe a lot of companies, but it, it's what works for us. Yeah, and so what are the biggest challenges that your companies are facing today? Whether it be uh, getting employees feeling safe to travel and to go out into the job sites, or are you dealing with an increased labor shortage since the beginning of COVID? Why don't you tell us a little bit about the challenges and if you're doing anything to combat them? And we can start with you, Ty. Uh, we have had a few employees nervous to travel, uh, not, not a ton. Mm-hmm. They kind of had to weather the storm throughout the worst part of COVID. So most aren't yeah. worried about that, but the labor shortage and the willingness to, to travel and stay out of town in general is, it's changed dramatically. Yeah. I think it's a general generational thing. People mm-hmm. closer to my age don't want to spend 10 days on the road and then come back for two. and mm-hmm. So that's a struggle. It really is. And us having to expand our geography only magnifies that struggle. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we've tried to grow in new markets due to that. So we, we've got some other 
branches that we've opened up that kind of get us within that two hour range of some of these markets that we know are very high right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Travis, are you uh, dealing with similar issues or is it a little bit different on your side? Yeah, we are. Um, probably the number one thing is our focus is our people. My biggest concern is the work-life balance of our people. I think mm -hmm. there's a lot of people that love working from home, but don't realize that sometimes it can become unhealthy. And the break between work and their family and not having that clean cutoff where they can get in their car, go to their house, have that decompression time, mm -hmm. it starts to blur. And my, my number one fear is that we need to find a model that is, I'm, I'm struggling to find the right words, but where it's, it's, it works for both the people and their family. Because at the end of the, end of the day, if they can't take care of their family and their work overcomes all that, ultimately they're going to ruin their, just ruin their work life, which then they're no longer gonna be employee. Number two, my other biggest concern is team building and making sure as we kind of have more of a flex workplace, how do we do the things that create that team and those connections so we have the stickiness with our people? So that way, as we onboard new people, they have the connections that I once had or Ty had with his people when he first came into the business and we can grow as a business and how do we navigate that? And I think we'll be really successful at it, but we're gonna to have to work harder than we ever have. Yeah, yeah for sure. I, I feel like, you know, when COVID first hit, we were all traveling so much and everybody was on the road. There was just so much activity going on, whether whatever that activity might be a little different for each business, but, and it completely shut down, right? As we all know, but now as things are starting to loosen up a little bit, it's like, oh, wow, how's it going to look like now? We have, do we have to, as <laughs> we get back to all the grind of travel and just getting out there and not being, not doing as much over Zoom, but this definitely has been a great tool. But anyway, that being said, as things change and as, and as we evolve, if you look at, 2020, you know, what would be some of the good news? What's, what's your biggest success? I mean, what's the most exciting thing that you think that's really come out of it? And Travis, let's start with you. You know, the number one thing is, is that our, that the way we do business works, we are financially conservative. We make sure we have enough money in the bank and we can weather any storm. And even though this downturn was different than the previous one, it's still shows that if we have enough liquidity, we can survive anything. If we support our people, support our clients, we will absolutely be just fine. So it just reinforces that we just have to continue to invest in our people, our processes, and our clients, and we can pretty much make through anything. Good insight. Ty? So a few years ago, we made a, a huge push into the off-site construction world. Um, I know Travis is big in this too, but we are uh, we geared up with a couple of manufacturing facilities and have been manufacturing panels off-site, sending them to the job site. And uh, one huge win for us, a big college dormitory that normally we would have had 25 to 30 men manu uh, installing these panels or actually uh, traditionally building them, stick framing. And we were able to reduce that down to five people on that job site. Well, COVID ran rampant there in that area and other job sites were getting shut down. We never had to stop work because we were able to, to bring panels in and stand them up. So that realization that it could be built offsite and brought into the job, it, it really opened up some customers' eyes and brought us a lot of new opportunities. 
And so that kind of verified with our entire company that, hey, this is here, it's here to stay. It's, it's a big game changer for us. So that, that was a huge win for us. Yeah. And what do you two, uh, as we finish this, as we finish this podcast coming up, uh, what are you two looking forward to most out of 2020? Is there something that you both have your sights set on that you're like, man, this would be a really big win for us? Or it could even be personal if you have a vacation planned or some time away. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about the good things happening right now? And we'll start with you, Travis. You know, seeing our people be able to go um, travel again as a family, not necessarily from a work side, but start to enjoy life and, and yeah. get out there and have those human connections that I think we all sorely miss. From a business side, our, our number one thing is, is I want to continue to see the upward mobility of our people, um, continue to invest in them, to see them have success, have our clients have success. Um, and that that's really what brings me joy in what I do every day is the success of other people. And I think 2021 is going to be a lot of success building upon a lot of hardship in 2020. And it's just going to be great to see people have that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to that vacation. I, I had a coach <laughs> baby and I feel like my, my son, he's eight months old and has been locked in the house his entire life. I'm looking yeah. forward to getting the family down getting out to the beach and, uh, mm-hmm. and our employees getting to do the same thing. They, everybody's had such a hard time with this. And we were very fortunate 2020 had a great year mm-hmm. and uh, we were able to, to do a, a really good profit sharing plan with all our people. I'm ready for them to get out there and, and get to use that money on vacation and get to have mm-hmm. a good time and have a sense of normalcy back. Get their life. Mm-hmm. Yes, I definitely think everybody's looking forward to getting a little bit of getting away from the the abnormal and back to what the new normal might be as we open back up again. And we really appreciate your time, Travis and Ty. It's always great to get your insight as to how things are going at your businesses and just share that across the industry. I know it gives everybody a lot of hope that we're all moving in a good direction. And if anybody has any questions, for, for us, please go ahead and reach us at wconline.com. And while you're there, make sure you sign up for your free e-magazine and our e-newsletters. There's all kinds of content that we're pushing out as, on a regular basis, especially great interviews with some influencers like Travis and Ty. Everyone, please stay safe and healthy, and we look forward to seeing you next time.